Hey, Cece. Hey, you're back. Welcome to Courageous Conversations. It's Cece and it's Karen who's back. Hi. Living her best life, surrounded by mountains and lakes. I'm glad you're back. Thank you. Yeah, it was beautiful. I was in Scandinavia for a month. That's Sweden, a little bit of Denmark, and Norway. Did not make it to Finland. I was just going to say Norway is breathtaking. Love Sweden. Not a lot of mountains. Plenty of water. All of it. Much cooler than returning home to the desert southwest. <laughs> yeah, you know, just a couple of, for me, just, you know, 20 plus days of over 110. What a good time. It's been hot. So I'm kind of craving that coolness you had. So melting out there. You know, I, I, when I go to the car and start to complain, I have to think of people and in even hotter places, Arizona. I think Arizona is actually the only hotter place in the United States. Definitely they're getting hit in Spain, Morocco, um, all of the Southern hemisphere places. Um, yeah, it's rough out there. It is rough out there. Always looking for ways to like stay cool. What are you doing to stay cool now that you're well, back? Um, after the morning, when I can be outside, I come in, do work, and then in the evening, I'm watching a little Netflix. And lately, um, something I'm watching on Netflix actually connected with my work and helped me think of some interesting ways to change systems. So I'm hoping today that you might be interested in talking about systems within organizations, businesses, you know, it could even, even work in families, but really want to concentrate on these systems that we have in the world that, in my opinion, don't meet the need for power with. Ooh, okay. Yes, I definitely would. Because for me, I've been going to like the movies, right? to get snacks and cool. let's go. <laughs> um, but I recently saw Barbie and <laughs> it kind of, <laughs> fine, laugh. But I think actually you'll find that it will fit into this conversation because this that concept you mean of- Barbie the movie, not like Barbie the doll on the street or anything like that. No, I saw Barbie doll. in real okay. life. She came from <laughs> Barbie land. <laughs> no, I did see the Barbie movie. Um, and they kind of bring up systems in a way that to me wasn't um, like forceful. It kind of just like flowed in and you kind of realize it as you're going through and you're like, oh, so I, I would enjoy talking about that today. I like it. I like it. Yeah. What stimulated my um, kind of reflective thought process around systems was a Netflix series called Hack My House. and they come in and they they make these spaces that seem impossible to use in some way, very usable through technology. It's not just, you know, cleaning out, like, you know, organizing. It's, it's how do we create space out of no space? Um, so I was thinking that overlaps on in our, in the minds of my clients, a lot of times it's, well, these are the systems that are there. We have to use them. It's 
kind of like walking into a house and saying, well, this is a dedicated kitchen or this is a dedicated, um, you know, bathroom or that's a crawl space. So we have to use it like that. And what I'm seeing is, no, we don't. And in NBC and nonviolent communication, we've been working on how to change systems and I am often called in for the conflict resolution, which is the restorative practice to implement that rather than a punitive practice like punishment. Mm -hmm. And what I'm finding is I'm called in after the conflict happens. I'm called in when people are leaving or wanting to fire or wanting to punish one another. There's enemy images and it's just not fun, CC. You know, really doesn't sound fun hearing it back. <laughs> I, it's, I would similar kind of it seems like you're saying prefer coming in at the beginning to help create a system that is sustainable um, yeah. and built off of some other maybe I'm just going to call them values than what is currently in place. But I also like to because I've been thinking about this more is like, hey, just because this room has the stove set up right now, it doesn't mean it can't change, mm -hmm. you know, like, okay, this room's a little bit smaller. Most people would make this a bathroom. Doesn't mean you have to make it a bathroom. <laughs> you can do whatever you want to meet your needs in your, in your way. Um, mm -hmm. And so I like hearing that because it does come up a lot in this uh, world of ours. Oof. So it sounds like we have some things to talk about. I'm very curious about how Barbie um, ties into this. And I'm wondering if you want to share first or if you want to just, how should we enter into our talk on systems? You know, I can jump in first. Um, start off in my opinion, it might be a little more lighthearted um, coming from movie world. <laughs> but, you know, we see the, the trailers, if you haven't seen a trailer, go check it out. My perception was that it was just going to be like this like lighthearted kind of comedy thing about Barbie going into the real world. Mm -hmm. And then sitting there and being in the theater and watching this whole thing progress, you realize that she's, her and Ken, right? They're living in this world where like women have the power, right, in this in those systems. They're presidents and they're lawyers and, you know, they create some humor around Ken being like, I'll do beach. And he's like, <laughs> and she's like, oh, you're like, someone's like, you're good, you could be a lifeguard. And he's like, no, I do beach. I just, <laughs> at the beach. <laughs> um, beach Barbie. <laughs> beach Kevin. And, um, they, they end up going because like Barbie has new thoughts, right? That come up for her. And they're having like a dance party and they, she's like, do you guys ever think about death? <laughs> and like the whole party's like, skirt, stop. <laughs> and she's like, the death of a passive system. And I was like, wee, like the party goes back. But she's like, uh, I have thoughts coming into my head that like I've never had before. Like everything's always been happy, go lucky, right? So I won't, I won't give too much away, but she ends up going to the real world 
Ken sneaks in with her, which you see this in the trailer, so I'm not giving anything away. I was going to say, um, man, everyone's just going to start turning this podcast no, up. This <laughs> is in the trailer for the movie. I'm not okay. giving anything away. Okay. <laughs> um, and then they kind of explore this new world, right? Mm-hmm. Barbie thinks it's going to be one way. Ken also thinks it's going to be the same as Barbie world. Like, oh, wow, I'm going to go, whatever. And then they see what the real world is, right? The systems are different from the systems in Barbie land. The power exchange is different. Um, mm-hmm. And then the story kind of really begins there. And I don't want to give kind of anywhere else, but they just kind of explore what it's like to see these two people experience these two different worlds in these different ways, Barbie and Ken. Yeah. And you told me a little bit before, so I'm going to just say that they experience a shift in power, right? Mm -hmm. So one system, one of them has more power. And then in another system, the other has more power just by their gender and I, I'm guessing gender in this one. Yeah, and it's interesting because they kind of pl- like play a little bit in exploring that. So like, you know, Barbara gets to she's like, oh, wow, that must be the president, like looking at, you know, <laughs> w- women doing things. And then they're like, no, this is the president. And she's like, oh, and Ken's like, whoa. Ken's like, <laughs> Whoa, I belong here. This is my world. And they kind of have him like just exploring it on his own and then her kind of having this other experience. And yeah, so I, shining the light on the on the um imbalance of power, whether it is, you know, female gender or male gender. And and I'm just naming those two right now because that's what the film was focused on, at least what I'm hearing, without you giving us more away um <laughs> it's hard i want to say everything because i left her like overwhelmed and also like saying to myself like whoa that was a in my opinion um good <laughs> representation of what it can be like to be walking around and not just, you know, woman going here, but also the the male character, right? We have Ken like experiencing a shift in his world too. And both of them essentially wanting the same thing. Yeah, I'm hearing that both, all people, all human beings wanna be treated equally and wanna have access and also recognition in the same way is that would would you say that's accurate yeah yeah and you know after like i'm going a little off topic but like i read some of the reviews prior to seeing because i was just curious because there was frustration on you know different ends in regards to the movie and what's interesting is i left there having a larger like sense of compassion for both sides being like whoa like each of them like i said each of them wants the same thing but it's interesting to see the reviews and and notice that some people writing these reviews are they got stuck in one place 
Mm-hmm. And they didn't let themselves open up enough to realize that this movie wasn't like, women need power, men don't need power. It was like, whoa, both of these people are trying to figure out how they matter in this big, 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 big world of ours. Yeah. And how can they yeah. be there together and, um, or not, you know, in whatever capacity they want to be there. And so it was just kind of interesting to me to go in there and, and see it off for myself and see how it pertains to systems. Yeah, I love how you're really kind of highlighting the, when there's a lack of flexibility, it seems, then systems can get stuck. And um, how do we create systems that are like human beings, fluid, ever-changing, supporting choice and meeting all our needs? So that's a for me, a perfect segue into the NVC work and, you know, why we're here in these courageous conversations is how do we change systems without um, battling in a field of right and wrong? Because as you mentioned, some of those reviews, they seem to get stuck in a place of right, wrong and criticism rather than this uh, possible curiosity or openness to what can we glean from this, this piece of writing? Um, so for me, there's, there's several systems that I focus on and uh, to bring power balance and power dynamics into a power with paradigm. Um, one of which is the restorative system and what that means. And a lot of people have heard, you know, restorative justice, restorative justice, and, are slightly familiar. However, the actual restorative circle process, which is a compo- has a component of nonviolent communication, and then a work from a nonviolent communication trainer who went to Brazil and created these um, restorative circles in the poorest of areas with the youth there, with the young people. So. We take these circles and um, we start with a place of if there is conflict or disconnection even, there's different options on the quote menu. It's uh, for instance, going to your HR manager and saying so-and-so CC over here is, um, you know, talking about me or is hard to work with or just some complaint. And then HR manager might call, call you in and you, maybe you get written up and then I complain again and you get written up again. Possibly there's a talk to both of us, but after three write-ups, guess what? Maybe they can fire you. So that's kind of an existing system with a restorative system. It would be that the person complaining first receives empathy instead of right, wrong, or a lawyer type, uh, you know, facts and opinion, it's, let me give you some empathy. So I'm hearing that your need for um, kindness or compassion wasn't met or care, and you're feeling this, and it does bring in a little bit of the emotional intelligence into a business setting. And then 
um, after that, the next thing might be a facilitated meeting between you and I by someone who knows how to provide empathy and connection. And then if it need be, it's a bigger circle and it's all the people who are impacted by this conflict and so on. So I'm going to pause because I know I've, I've been speaking endlessly. <laughs> My jackal opinion. <laughs> and I actually enjoyed it because I was telling myself I was talking way more prior and I was like, oh, yes, let's balance this combo out. <laughs> talk away, Karen, talk away. Uh, but yeah, I, I hear you saying that, you know, we can create systems based off a little bit of a different menu. We don't have to serve up the same things all the time. So, you know, the example of like, hey, someone comes in and they lodge a complaint. Um, instead of going the route of, all right, we're going to do what's normally been done, which is I'm just going to talk to you based off this person. And the system says, I need to give you a write up because it was a complaint. I'm going to do that. And that repeating and repeating until someone either gets fired or something else happens, then what you can do and or what you have the option to explore is, hey, let me let me offer you some empathy. Sounds like when this person did this, you were, you know, frustrated and you really just needed this. And then it kind of goes into can lead to uh, mediation between the two that's, you know, with someone that has that the capability to hold that space for them and provide empathy for both. And uh, I think you always say like omnipartial, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. <laughs> um, you don't have to whisper it. You can, <laughs> omnipartial. You can shout that, yeah, omnipartial way. Mm -hmm. That was me being like, I don't know if I'm certain of this word that I don't know if I'm say. Um, and then from there it can grow. So you can have, you know, the meetings with everyone involved that's been impacted by the conflict at hand. And then more people can be brought into this like system of realizing like, oh, wow, can explore this in a different way. Mm -hmm. um, that's how I see it. You didn't say that part. That's just me. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I, and thank you for that reflection. Um, what I'm, what I'm noticing with restorative circles is that the pre-work, the part where two people meet with a facilitator to make greater connection is, is so vital because the, the piece when you come together as a larger group, um, one, you have limited time. You've got an hour, two hours, maybe three hours. And then people's capacity just goes foom, down. Um, I know mine does, even with five minute breaks, it's like, I'm done. I'm, that's it. I'm toast. I just want to go home and eat a pot pie or something. Um, that's good. it is exhausting, like mentally, physically. Yeah, it is. It is. And so that pre-work, you know, by the facilitator or, or plural facilitators is so important to put in, to make enough connection that when you get to a larger circle, there's a little bit of shared understanding, maybe shared reality. Some of these enemy images have been dissolved and um, it becomes more of like the ears can do their work. They're, they're actually listening. Um, so this is just one of the systems that I really 
want us to look at and change because I think it'll make, I know it makes workplaces, nonprofits, especially people who are volunteers, um, spiritual centers, organizations, huge businesses, more fun to work at. It's more fun. It's safer, both physically and the what I call emotional safety is trust. There's more trust in this environment. So I want to show up when I know that the whole culture is committed to restoration. Oh, yeah. Oh, I said too, because I was uh, thinking about it while you're talking. <laughs> And it's like, you know, that, that is true. Like I, I realized like I had a scenario take place that was, um, me, I was in my head, like someone had posted, they were looking for something. And I was like, oh, I, I am doing that for this person. Like, why are they posting this? And I like went into this like spiral of thoughts, or whatever. And I was like, you know what, instead of entering the spiral, let me just call them. Let me just ask them, you know? And they were like, hey, no, 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 this has actually nothing to do with you at all. It's just, remember, we, you and I had talked, we're looking for this other thing. And that it's just, I want to make sure that they're compatible with you. And I was like, oh, okay, okay, thank you for the clarity. Like, I I read it and I was confused and didn't want to jump to conclusions. So I figured I'd just have a conversation. And then afterwards, I thought about it and I was like, wow, I have been... One, that conversation was like refreshing. And two, I have been working in systems that that I was telling myself that dynamic like didn't exist where I could go and have the conversation and just get clarity for myself. Um, mm -hmm. To bring it full circle, it like built trust with me and this person to realize like, oh no, I can have a conversation with them. They're like, no, if anything were to ever, you know, me even that thought crossed my mind i would never just go post that i would have a conversation with you like that's what this is about we talk to each other and i was like whoa have i been low-key traumatized my whole life in work scenarios <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah you know what i'm saying like so just hearing you say that kind of brought back that memory for me of yeah realizing hey this is this is doable and it just starts with one person being willing to have the conversation and not go into a spiral yeah in that and i'm hearing that spiral I, I i remember this conversation with you so i can name that this other person you're talking about had slightly more power than you did in the relationship mm -hmm. so at least in this business setting not, i'm not talking about empowered or in the world and oftentimes we spiral into our stories when a person has a role with slightly more power, even more experience. And we tell ourselves we can't talk to them because of this power dynamic. We might have just a teensy bit of fear or anxiety or nervousness that keeps yeah. us and says, well, in my mind, I have the power. So I'm going to go ahead and just make up this story here. Um, and it may not be serving us. So you had the courage to have a courageous conversation and go out there <laughs> and say, hey, I'm just checking in on this. And that's really as people practice restoration and they implement this in their life and in their work, it becomes easier and easier. 
So that's one one system that uh, within organizations. The other another system is the um, decision making system. So all of these, I work with a lot of different boards, and there's uh, requirements by law, which is that punitive right wrong system. Um, that, you know, let's say it's a board and nonprofit, they're going to need to have bylaws, they're going to need to have board of directors. But per your state, if you really look at it, there's only a few things you quote need to have to be legal and and to stay within the bounds as far as decision making goes. Then you can play after you have that set up, those agreements set up with the powers that be, you can play with how you want to make decisions and you can make it more 360 degrees, more um, consensus, hearing everybody's voice and nonviolent communication um, gives us the, the tools and the consciousness to do that through the languaging and also our listening skills because we're always aiming for connection. So I get really excited about, you know, we can shift decision-making, we can shift feedback processes um, within groups and organizations. We can hack the systems. Okay, full circle moment. <laughs> Thank you, Netflix. Hack my house. Sponsor our podcast. Just kidding. But no, I mean, I enjoy that too, like knowing that just there are other ways and there are people that are willing to explore it. Because mm -hmm. um, one, I mean, I can only speak for myself, but it can be scary to step outside what you know to be the way mm -hmm. and also like entering you know like creating a new organization and having a board and really wanting people to be protected and wondering well this is the way that it's always done so and clearly it works right people keep doing it over and over it's like yes and <laughs> you can protect the organization and take care of each other with a strong just foundation of you know communication and clarity and understanding um, and strategies that are based off of these right basic needs we all have um, to come together in a little bit of a different way and achieve the same purpose. Or or achieve the same purpose with joy and uh, yeah. fun and life enriching, um, you know, life enriching moments and days. I'm so happy that you always add that in because I will make it a point to like, it may not be easy. Like that's me all the time. And I'm like, ah, oh. but yes, you know, I do agree also with you that sometimes it is fun to explore like in a different way and play a little bit with how we can go about this and the conversations be a little more lighthearted when they can be. I feel like I always need to add that. Um, <laughs> and I believe that if we do it before the conflict happens, then, you know, actually it is more efficient and sustainable to create systems that seem like, you know, oh, they take, it takes longer to have all these conversations, Karen, it's easier to just write them up, fire them, get them out, get a new person, you know. But actually, if you take the eagle view and you look and you go, wait a second, um, 
the long-term efficiency, I don't even, can you use those two together? Long-term efficiency, the long-term yeah, sustainability. sustainability of it. Yeah. Um, really, uh, you can see that it, it creates a, you know, a more life enriching world, which is my, of course, evaluation and yeah, my and experience. People, yeah. And then people can choose, right? what's best for the system. So if the choice is, you know what, you and I have been having this conversation and one person might be like, yeah, we still kind of want you here. The other person would be like, I'm kind of realizing that maybe it's not meeting my needs being here. And it, the parting of ways is more like, for lack of a better word, like amicable than you're fired, take your belongings, toodaloo, don't ever come back. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> which, it's just a hard pill to swallow, you know, in that route sometimes of you're done. <laughs> I I enjoy what you said about, you know, when we have conversations and it might come to light that, huh, do I need to be here? Is, is this serving my life that now I can leave with grace? I can just say, hey, um, thanks for, you know, bringing this to life for me. I'm realizing that working here or being part of this group actually isn't meeting all my needs. So I think I'm going to go, I'm going to exit gracefully. Yeah. And then do you have something coming up where people can like practice these conversations? I have the fundamentals at NBC, which is the first building block. It's the how to do a push up with your language. <laughs> that is starting August 19th. It'll be for eight weeks. So um, on Saturdays, I have set it in the morning on Saturdays for uh, mountain time. Hopefully that'll open up a little more for people in Europe, be in the afternoon, or actually it'll be in the evening about six o'clock for CET. And then as you go further into IST, it's going to get a little bit later. And I'm hoping, you know, it'll, it'll draw more people from around the world. So that's happening, the fundamentals. I do have NVC and Habits 2. However, the prerequisite for that is NVC and Habits 1. Unless you've been a coaching client and we've gone over the curriculum in that and you can take NVC and Habits 2. And that starts in September. Okay. And then it's all on your website, karenstars.com. It's on karenstars.com or networkforNVC.org. And start looking out for a nine-day intensive that will be happening next year. And that is from September 5th through 16th of 2024 in New Mexico through the Center for Nonviolent Communications. Not on the website yet. They generally put those up in January. But I want you to start saving your ducats because <laughs> it is a really fun and integrative experience to be in community with up to 70 people for nine days. Really fantastic. I've never been to one. I'm curious now. I'm like, you know, New Mexico's not too far for me. I can handle that. You might get to meet well, Cece and Karen in person if you come. Well, uh, do we record a live podcast while we're there? <laughs> well, on that note, Cece, you, your life is getting busier, right? It is. It is getting a bit busier. Yeah. So I'm looking for, and I'm oh, I'm kind of like feeling sad. I don't want you to say it because I don't want to actually do it now. 
S balance for- in my world. <laughs> Looking for some help and support in running this podcast on the technical side and then also in partnership. Um, I can, I have access to guests, of course, and maybe Cece will pop in now and then, but I'm really needing the person who can do the technical side, editing, posting, um, putting it up on, uh, is it Spotify, Cece? It is, yes. Mm-hmm. So, having said that, not hearing anything from Zizi, um, if you can write. I'm in mourning. <laughs> you can write to me at uh, stars.organizer with a Z at gmail.com or through my website if you're interested in pe- being part of Courageous Conversations podcast. Could you use your help. That's all. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye.